Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Uh, was just telling you, got a new laptop. That's cool. Exciting. Um, I've been using my fiance's laptop for like, oh God, probably about six months. So I finally got my own, his mind crapped out. I don't know what happened, but I think it was something to do. It got too cold because it was near an air conditioner. And then I bought a new battery. I tried to replace the battery and then it worked for a day. So I couldn't send that battery back in and then it crapped again. And I was like, okay, well, that's just unfortunate. Well, I'm glad you have a new laptop. It's really important. It's perfect timing because uh, training camp just a few weeks away. And honestly, I think we're, I think the whole social media NFL football world is officially ready for something football related every single week until the middle of February. So I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get started on training camp battles, all of it. Yeah. But the big question, not training camp battle, Barbie or Oppenheimer, is that next week? (laughs) I mean, it's going to, I'm, that's, I'm going to say Barbie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I'm all in. I want to see it. It looks so cool. The premiere looks awesome. Um, they're in London, New York, all of it. I am super pumped about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm a Barbie fan. I'm not going to lie. Nick, good call on the double feature. Although, I don't know. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's probably like three hours. Probably just want to watch that one alone. I have a local drive-in, which those still exist. Uh, yeah. And they put up a question because they're doing the Barbie on opening night and they're asking what should be the double feature i can't remember all of them but i voted for 2002 scooby-doo that'd be a good one i love throwbacks <laughs> well that's what they do um over in covington they'll play every okay. day of like once a month the beginning of the month they'll do an old school og movie i think they're doing dazed and confused in the month of july and then they do a new one every month and it's really cool because it's on the river big screen you get to see the city skyline and i love that get the throwback movies i know i could go on my tv and stream them and watch something but three hours long that's what I said. I told you it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's going to be three hours. Nah, my attention span is, isn't ready for three hours. If you notice some of the other movies, even the 90s or early 2000 movies, they're like an hour and a half long. Oh, what happened to the tight 90-minute movie? You could go in 
an hour and a half you're back now that's a tv episode that is no longer movie time even animated movies like they have to be, all be two hours plus or they're not movies and i just like man let me go in there no <laughs> especially, especially especially when the movie is there's no need for it to be that long like just like a dumb action flick or something not to, i'm not gonna name anything but just uh Okay, the one coming up. I want to see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If that thing's like two and a half hours, I don't understand why. Like, I just no. want to see the, the Ninja Turtles eat pizza, fight some ninjas, and I'm out. You know, like, hour and a half. I used to think that was a scary movie when I was a kid. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja? Oh, the, the live action one? Yeah, but okay, I had that makes more brothers, sense. so I, I didn't yeah. know. We always had the Ninja Turtle stuff everywhere, and I was like, that's scary. I'm not watching that. Uh, <laughs> but now it's pretty funny to look back on. But yeah, movies, summertime, training camp is a few weeks away, and topic of conversation actually solid. I'll give credit to where it is due. Paul Daner had a piece out earlier this week when it comes to breakout player of the year. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to read it, but um, I'm hearing it was Dax Hill for Paul Daner. And I thought, you know what? Why not? We're mid-July. Let's come up with our breakout players of the year. We could look at the midway point of the season, who that's going to be. But for me personally, let's do it right before training camp. You are going to go first. Okay. Is it just one player? We're doing one on each side. This Behind the scenes, this is how much prep we have. <laughs> yeah, we're so good at that prep stuff. Um, I would say let's just pick one right now because we are pretty, we're running pretty heavy in our first segment. Okay. Um, I the obvious one to me would be Irv Smith, and that's entirely reliant on health. Uh, I think if you're gonna go offense, that's almost just where you have to go. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to look. I think I'd look defensively, and there's a small thing of why this might not work, but I'm going to go with an exciting one, Joseph Osai. Uh, I think I don't think he's going to start because they just have two guys in that position, but can he be – because I don't think Miles Murphy – I think Miles Murphy's going to get plenty of snaps, but I don't think he's going to push Osai off the field year one. I just think – Miles Murphy, his archetype of player is that guy is a year three, maybe year two guy. This year, it's all about getting him reps, getting him used to the NFL. Osai, I thought last year, at times it really flashed, but his best game was the last game of the year. I thought his best game was that Chiefs game before the penalty, but consistently bringing pressure, consistently he's beating now Bengals left tackle Orlando Brown <laughs> and the Chiefs left tackle now is worse than that. So uh, in that matchup, maybe you want to put him in there a little bit, but he could flash some really impressive moves. He could flash some really impressive skill set. I don't think it was all there for him yet. And I don't think they gave him enough snaps. I don't think they took Hendrickson and um, Hubbard off the field enough, especially early on in the year for him to really make the dent. But I think it was year one. He missed, the entire year year two we get the flashes we get some really good games and now year three i think he puts it together enough that you kind of go "Ooh, wow like this guy this guy would start in a lot of different places or maybe he's going to put up what what constitutes a breakout because my mind says could he pull six sacks whoa i think yeah no i i'm fully in I, like okay. i think if he gets the role, I think he could put up six sacks this year. Or so, um, yeah, that I think Joseph Osai would be my breakout run, def, run, run defense. 
that I think could determine how many snaps he gets. He mm-hmm. hasn't been stellar. He hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been stellar at it enough to push anybody off the field early on in early downs, which forces them to really just try to use him in those passing downs. And then you get weird situations like he's rushing in right outside the guard instead of he should be on the edge, just using his athleticism and talent there. Cause that's where he's better off. Uh, but yeah, we'll go Joseph Osai edge rusher. My bold prediction, I guess is six sacks this year. So we said, I'm going to stay with the sack uh, conversation right now because we said Miles Murphy. I want to say when we were talking about him this offseason, I think we both agreed three, maybe three, three and a half. Say You're looking that, for three, yeah. We'll say that he got three and a half, maybe even four. Maybe I'm optimistic. And we know what his role is. I think we know what his role is going to be as rookie year. And then Joseph Asai gets six. What do you expect of the other guys? So you might see... Like, I don't, if this is the case, those guys are going to be stealing snaps from the guys in front of them. Uh, I think Hubbard would probably also be somewhere in that six range, is what you might be able to expect. And then Hendrickson, I know he broke the record two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would be doing that. I think you might get more efficiency out of him, but you won't get the same amount of volume because he would be coming off the field, getting breathers, getting rest. Maybe Hendrickson, and I think this is actually what he ended up near last year, would be like eight. Lead the team just under, or maybe he does hit 10 and get double digits, but it would be very efficient numbers rather than just, man, that guy played, like, not that he wasn't efficient two years ago, mm-hmm. but it was also like, man, that guy played so many snaps. <laughs> and then uh, also the efficiency, that's how you end up with that many sacks. But yeah, look, uh, well, how many sacks is that? That's, that's a, it's quite a few now. That is. But, Three, six, 12, 15, and then 23 from those four. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't know. Maybe it is. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, I mean, that's that should be the topic of conversation. You want to get better out on the defensive line anyways. And I think you, you bring up a really great point with Joseph aside. I know it's so easy to connect the last game the Cincinnati Bengals played. But if that hit doesn't happen, and I still don't really blame him for what happened, the, the late hunt on Patrick Mahomes, I get it. I get why it was a flag. But at the same time, I know he had a really good game. And it's really unfortunate because I think if the Bengals would have been able to win that game, or maybe even that hit doesn't happen, I think we're talking about Joseph Asai, what we saw from him in his first real season in the NFL. And um, the optimism is there. And I'm, I'm really excited to see that and what that rotation is going to look like. Because, I mean, even going back on draft night, when they drafted Miles Murphy, I know he was in for a lot of visits, but I'm like, I was a little surprised. Maybe, maybe we could say he was a little surprised that he was there. For a lot of teams, I know Kansas City, the Philadelphia Eagles would have loved 
uh, would have loved if uh, Miles Murphy would have been there if the Bengals didn't take him. So it was a huge pickup for them. And I, I just really can't wait to see what that's going to look like on the defense side of the wall because the topic of conversation for a lot of outsiders is the secondary and some of the new guys out there replacing Jesse Bates and Von Bell. And hey, don't forget about what Joseph Asai and Miles Murphy can do too um, going into the 2023 season. I'm going to go offense. And I was actually afraid that you would pick this player. I don't know why. I was like, hmm. It, maybe it's a surprise and it isn't a popular pick among Bengals fans, but you know, I was looking at Twitter and social media when I put that question out earlier today of breakout players or who you think. And a lot of people, Cam Taylor Britt, Dax Hill is named uh, a bunch of times. And I hope we see that out of Dax Hill. I really hope he shines in that role uh, because I know a lot of people were down on him after his rookie year, which I didn't understand because he really never played his natural position. And we're finally going to see that with Dax Hill. And I don't expect him to get it right away, but this is going to be maybe an October late October, early November kind of thing for him. Hopefully sooner. Uh, you don't want to waste too many months in that position, but I'm going to go offensive side of the ball. And the guy I'm going to pick, because I was thinking about it today, there's so many different players that I think you could look at on this youth uh, Bengals on both sides of the ball. Who would I pick? I'm going to go Cordell Volson. And okay. some people, and and I, I admit, I had a tweet this offseason. I said, you know, I hope he plays better. And I think a lot of people took it like, oh, my gosh, you're so down on Cordell Volson. That's so negative. Um, look what he was able to do his rookie year. You know, pass guard play, offensive line play, struggles and things like that. I think a lot of people see his play differently. Some people really optimistic what they saw in his rookie year. And some people are like, oh, it was okay. He can be better. And that's fine. I think they could all say that. But I will say him. I I'm optimistic because of the guys in the offensive line room. Yeah, they had Ted Karras, Alex Kappa last year. But I just feel, and 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 maybe I am kind of just feeling like, oh, the, the hype around Orlando Brown and what that's really going to bring. But I think that's going to be a difference maker for him and getting that year one under his belt. Now it's year two for him on this offensive line. So for me personally, I'm going to go Cordell Volson because I kind of felt like he wouldn't have been somebody that I that I thought about a couple months ago that would have the breakout season. But I think it would be absolutely huge for the offensive line and just the future overall because you're not paying him a whole lot of money and everybody knows how much good guard play is getting in the NFL. And uh, yeah, I'll go Volson. Interesting. Uh, I don't disagree. I think that's a good pick. Uh, when I said Irv Smith, only one I think I'd pick on offense wasn't a slight at Volson. It was a little bit a I didn't think about the offense. I was thinking skill players because I was oh, trying no. to think of I know yeah I was trying to think of uh, skill players as in like breakout probably like you know exciting whatever. Um, the pros on Volson are I think he does have technical issues. I think that he can reach you know a higher ceiling by cleaning that up. The cons would be I think he's as old as Jonah Williams so. Is he as athletically and powerfully maxed out as he's going to be? Um, but if he cleans up the technical stuff, it's a breakout. Like that, there's no other way around it. Where right now, I think he's fine. Is where I would probably describe his yeah. level of play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't watch the AFC Championship game, but nobody really looked good in that game. No, no. Uh, <laughs> watch the game before. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it was fine. I think if he's more consistent and if he's more technically sound, that can go you know up to what I would describe as like I don't know solid or what I keep using as what I want Volson to hit if he breaks out is you look at him and you go long term starter. You just yeah. check check the box like that's the long term left guard. You're not one like because if he stagnates and he plays the same level this year, 
I think you will get a little bit of the, well, look at that left guard. You know, he's, maybe he's not asking for much money. Maybe get a little competition or left guard falls to you in the draft. And you go, well, uh, you know, <laughs> let's make it a competition. Well, guy falls in the first round. It's not much of a competition, but it's a competition. Or maybe it's just a second round guy. But if Volson plays well enough, you're probably not looking at guard in the first two rounds at all because you're like, well, Kappa, that's long-term starter, Volson, and if he breaks out, long-term starter. So, yeah, I think it would be great for the Bengals. That's one of the best breakouts the Bengals can get just because he's so cheap being a fourth-round pick. And I love the Herb Smith. Um, I think, you know, I hate doing this because I sound like everyone else, but it is the – and he needs to stay healthy. Um, because yeah. if he does stay healthy, that can be just a great weapon for this Bengals offense. I know a lot of people still look at the tight end room and they're like, eh, it's a little scary. But again, they don't utilize it as much as other teams when it comes to their offense. And he can be kind of a receiver type. And just hearing Brian Callahan, and he was on lockdown Bengals maybe a couple weeks ago or sometime in June. And it's a really good episode listening to him talk about Irv Smith Jr. And I think he did one with Dave Lapham too. So go back and listen to that. And I think you can get really hyped because one thing we know about Brian Callahan, he's very honest and his interviews. And he will talk a lot and tell you everything that's going on with the offense. So I think he really believes in Irv Smith Jr. And I'm I'm really excited to see what that's going to look like. So yeah, I'm all about more than one player. And that's one thing that you can look out. Um, there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball, but still plenty of players who could have a breakout season. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, we'll see if our, our two people have a breakout year in 2023. But next we have to get to your Twitter questions. Again, you can follow Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson on it's always game day in Cincinnati. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus